I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today joined by somebody who I really miss working with. One of the most thoughtful people, I think, in Lakers content uh, production. He is Alex Regler. He used to do the show, the Taco Tuesday show with Alex Padilla. It was my favorite name on on the feed. Um, He still writes for Silver Screen and Roll. Um, and like I said earlier, is just a supremely thoughtful human being, and he carries that into his coverage of the Lakers. Thank you very much for hopping on, man. How you been? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, very nice words, and yeah, I, I miss the, that podcast just for the name alone. Like, like people ask, "What's your podcast called?" And I'm like, "Oh, just wait. Like, we got a good, <laughs> we got a good name here." Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 cool to be here and cool uh, talking to you again. I I think I still have the logos. I remember the logos. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I still have we, we 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 made like when I first got to Silver Screen full time, we we had new logos made and all that. And I believe I still have them tucked away somewhere, just like just in case um the, the right opportunity comes along and we would be able to to work again together. But as it stands, this is going to have to suffice. We are going to talk today about my large adult son, um, Max Christie, who is a uh second team all Vegas Summer League honoree. Um, He played supremely well, so well that you wrote about how you think that he might be able to carry that into the actual games that matter uh, this upcoming season and and, and how you think that he might really push for a rotation spot. Um, I want to start with, like when you talk about rotation spot, what, what do you have envisioned there? Do you have like 15 20 minutes here and there do you have it you know do you have him as somebody who um you see their role growing over the course of the season like how how much do you think the lakers can rely on a 20 year old second round pick um given the expectations they'll carry into next season yeah that that's the tough part right like if this was any other lakers team and they weren't like facing a complete win now mode with with LeBron, you know, in the twilight of his career and stuff like that. I think there'd be a real shot that Christie's in it from day one, and like no mm-hmm. argument, like we're just going to kick the tires on him. Um, now there's he's got to probably win that that spot in training camp, and there's guys he has to compete with, and I, I can still see him regardless get like ten minutes a game, 10, 15 minutes a game, depending on matchup or whatever. But yeah. he's definitely still got to prove it, like outside of summer league like obviously he was great he did what he needed to do this summer 
to get the right eyes on him, the right attention on him. And like from everything we've seen, like he's addressed like the key issues or the key things that people wanted him to work on. And yeah. so besides, I, I, he's done everything right. I think it's just up to him again to show that in training camp and to outplay a guy like Cam Reddish, for example, or yeah. whoever else he's competing with. But like I, I think back to like when Austin Reeves was a rookie and he kind of had to really fight for that yeah. spot. And even then, like he really didn't have that legit thing until a year two. So I, I think it's going to be like that for um, for him this year. Yeah, I, I, I even before Christie or even before um, Reeves, remember with Caruso, it was yeah. always just like, God, can we get this guy on the floor just like a little bit more? Can we mm-hmm. just like see, see what this looks like? And um, it just felt like, you know, pulling nails to get him onto the court more often. And then as his role kept expanding, you're like, how wide can this expand? And then, you know, here we are a few years later. Caruso obviously was a big part of the championship run. Um, was a first-team All-NBA defensive player last year. We obviously saw the way that uh, Austin Reeves grew over the course of last year, and it took basically trading Russell Westbrook to really unlock Reeves. Um, I don't really, unless unless we're really kind of talking about uh, trading D'Angelo Russell, and and if they don't bring back like a guard or something like that, maybe that opens up some more minutes there for for Christie. But yeah, I'm I'm really kind of interested with the type of player he is because if you look at the roster his skill set is pretty unique right mm-hmm. a six five ish guard who uh has long arms um did bulk up a little bit this year he's finally above 200 and um and can move his feet and can and, and catch and shoot handle the ball a little bit um the lakers have a bunch of wings who can defend other wings but they don't have very many guys who can defend bigger shooting guards right the devin bookies of the world the the bradley beals of the world now that he's in the division um does it make you nervous at all that he is so unique on the roster because that's an important skill set he's bringing to the table and uh i'd like to see a little bit more duplication with that skill set beyond him yeah no and and like it's funny because like his fit on the roster is exactly what they need he's the type of player every team you know gives out 20 million to every summer, you know, when they're fully developed and ready to go. So I think it's a matter of him beating that young player stigma that any young player has to be like, like you said, Caruso, like Reeves, it happens with any young guy. Like I, I mentioned in the piece I wrote that he's going to have DNPs. He's going to have a shorter leash than a guy like Cam Reddish, for example, even though he's still young, just because yeah. his, his tenure in the NBA is longer. Um, he's going to have to prove that he's as capable and, arguably more reliable than guys like Torian Prince um, or like enough to show Darvin Ham, like, Hey, if you do a multi-guard lineup, you can put a guy out there who's a bit taller who can kind of shore up the holes that having multi-guard multi-guards out there will have. So yeah, like you said, he needs to kind of ha- show that he has a unique fit and a unique like athletic tools that fit with any lineup. And I think he, he has them. It's just a matter of yeah. showing he'll translate at the next level. The uh, the skill set and stuff like that. You had mentioned that there were some things coming out of his rookie year that um, you know he needed to focus on. What was what was the thing that like heading into summer league you were most focused on that you were hoping he would have addressed uh, between his rookie season and now this summer? 
So yeah, if, if people remember last, like his first summer league, like his jumper, like the just the difference of his shot mechanics. I remember when, again, I don't scout college players. I don't, I don't have time to to watch yeah. every game the guys play. So when they play in summer league, that's my. We first leave that for LeBron. Guys. LeBron, yeah. LeBron handles that on his on his off nights. Yeah, since elementary school. <laughs> um, yeah. So so when I first saw him in summer league and I saw him shoot, that, that was a bit like, uh, like he's got a slow release. He's got like funky mechanics and if, even if he makes them there's like a little red flag against like fast closeouts or length that you yeah. have to address and he kind of kind of reminded that. me of like uh ingram remember when, yeah in, remember when ingram first came into low. the league he had such long arms that it just looked like he literally had to roll up and then unfurl his arms while he yeah. was shooting yeah. yeah yeah my favorite uh one of my favorite plinka quotes was ingram like what is it, what is it? like he unrolls at the rim and I thought yeah. that's true. Like he, like his whole <laughs> limb is just like Jack Skellington yeah. just roll out. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but like Christy, that jumper, like he literally fixed it like immediately. Like in the regular season, it looked quicker, yeah. compact. Like he shot really well as a rookie. And again, albeit short sample, small sample. So that was one thing I wanted to see this summer. Like if that jumper was legit. And yeah, like that thing looks good. Like he's shooting off the dribble as like a pick and roll ball handler. He's shooting when guys go under screens on him. The catch and shoot looks good. Like I think he shot like fifty five percent from three in summer yeah. league. So that checked off an important box because like the Lakers still need shooting, right? No matter yes. what they do, they're always going to need shooting, and they need a guy who can both defend multiple positions and shoot. So again, I think Christie has a unique pathway here to make some noise this year. And, and, and as I mentioned in the piece, like they they got to kind of play him just because he's going to expire. His contract's done after this year. Yeah. He is on a two-year deal, which is uh, pretty crazy uh, as only a 20-year-old. So he's going to test free agency. So they need to see what they have in him. And he needs to show like what he can do. Yeah, I the shot, um, it's the thing in basketball that I nerd out about the most. It's the thing that I just, uh, you know, is the one thing I could do on a basketball court was shoot okay. And so like, that is the thing that I can kind of, all right, like there are aspects of this that you can always kind of look for. And one thing that made me a little nervous when he was, when, after they drafted him, um, and you see this a little bit with uh, JHS is, uh, the arc will change shot to shot. Mm -hmm. And, and with Christy and even with Ingram, the, uh, the, the backspin would change from shot to shot. And that's something that you see when, like, when, when somebody is working on their shot, right, you're talking about different wrist placement and based on that, the ball's going to spin this way or it's going to spin straight over its side or whatever. Um, and this year it was, it was shocking how consistent yeah. that shot was and the trajectory on the arc and um, the rhythm that went into the shot, whether it was, you know, he, off the dribble, he still kind of slows himself down a little bit. So it's not going to allow him to really, generate a ton of space quite yet in his career. Um, but still like when, when he had enough time to get the, the ball, the, his hand squarely behind the ball and get a good look at the rim, that shot looked very replicable. And mm -hmm. that is, that's the starting point on a shooter is how, uh, depending on where your body is at, where you're at on the court, how uh, easily can you replicate that same shooting motion over and over and over again? And if he can, you know, showing as much, and now look, progress isn't linear. We aren't saying that this guy's going to be the greatest shooter of all time because if he maintained the trajectory of improvement from rookie year to now, he would, he's going to be Steph in like five years. 
Um, but like, those are hugely important first steps that he just took in one year. And um, this is the other part of it that really excites me about Max is the head on his shoulders. You talk to yeah. any anybody within the organization, they all say this guy is an absolute workaholic. He absolutely loves this stuff, studies it, eats it up. And and you see that. Like when you take the, the kind of steps forward in this regard that he did, that really makes me excited about like, yeah, he is in a contract year this year, but you know, same thing as as we saw with Austin. He's gonna get paid and 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 I think he's still gonna stick with this. And um yeah, the the the, the head on his shoulders. It, did you uh, did you talk to, to have you spoken to people about about Max and 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 what he brings to the table? Or is there or is there is there anything that you've noticed about like the 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 mental aptitude that he has brought to the table here, um, whether it's with shooting or anything else in the game? Not through personal experience, but like using the shot as as an example, like how quickly he had, like realized that was an issue. Usually, it takes young players a while to to like figure out what's an issue of their game and what's a hole in their game that they need to work on. And the quickness in which he addressed it, the quickness in like last season, people were, I know people see him now and compare his body to last year, but throughout the year, there is posting videos whenever the Lakers post on their social media, like these yeah. workout videos, it's always Christy. It's always him in the background. And I remember yeah. throughout the year, like you can see the progress he already made to his body. Like it was instant. And obviously we see it now. So it's like you said, that work ethic is pretty apparent. Um, that was another thing that, like, I thought he needed to address was getting a bit stronger and bulkier. And, like, that, again, that's something he did address. And he's still yeah. on the thin side. But, like, during the summer, like, we saw how he used those that extra strength and leveraged it and stuff like that. So he's already addressing holes in his game. And for a 20-year-old to, to have that type of self-reflection and be able to to realize where they need to grow, like, that's a really good sign. Yeah, I didn't do that when I was 20. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, Jen, this is who this is who you're with forever. Um, but uh, you mentioned the strength, and the strength mm -hmm. is a big part of this. It is, you know, aside from the shooting, the shooting is what I'm most excited about because it looks legit, and um, and the strides forward that he's that he's worked on is is really apparent there. But you mentioned not just the bulking up, but the concept of like practical strength. You know. Yeah. A lot of people will, you, you'll see this in the NBA where a player will come in, they'll be kind of thin and they'll bulk up, bulk up a little bit, but then they'll continue to play exactly how they used to play when, you know, before they added the extra poundage. And, um, and in this case, it was wild to see, you know, and different, it, I, I think it's, it's important to note, it's a very different uh, caliber of player that he's facing in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And that type of athleticism, that type of strength is one of the biggest differences between that game and the game that he's going to be playing um, in, in a few months. But still, to see him, you know, go from last year, where a good stat that you used was, uh, he was in the 22nd percentile of finishing at the rim. And um, he was just, I, I think the, the, the the biggest here the clearest concern with him over the course of last year was he got knocked off his spot super easily he was a wiry kid but this year watching him block shots the way that he did watching him hold his his position and stuff like that i it is crazy how how night and day that was even even if you don't even want to talk about like what he did in the regular season but if you look at him in the summer league last year to mm -hmm. this year 
as that is the type of the, the similar caliber of, of, of competition, it was again, just absolutely a stark difference there. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, and you met, mentioned the efficiency at the rim. It wasn't even just that. It was like the volume, right? I think he attempted like something like 12 shots at the rim or 16 <laughs> shots at the rim. And yeah. again, I mentioned a lot of that is role, right? Like when you're out there, you're a catch and shoot guy for a young guy. Like, you know, you have a defined and limited role. You're going to do that. You're not going to try to overstep your boundaries, but it still speaks to like the lack of aggression, I would say, going to the rim. Yeah. And this summer, like how many times is he trying to throw down a poster on like four bodies? Like, yeah, uh, it's just apparent. Like he feels confident in his body. He feels confident in taking to the rim and we've seen him create separation with his like lowering his shoulder um through traffic like he's finished around bodies through bodies like that's a really good sign about like you said utilizing that strength and a guy can have all the physical tools in the world but if he's not leveraging it if he's not utilizing it if he doesn't know how to create advantages right basketball is about creating advantages like at the end of the yeah. day um and that's what he's doing right um so that's a really good sign and i think he's going to continue to work on his body and I'm excited to see what that opens up for him because he has that mid-range game already. Like he, he can snake yeah. dribble. He can put guys in jail. Like he can do this stuff. So if he also has the extra strength to kind of push guys off and that should also help defensively, of course. So yeah, I think it's a really good sign that he's again, bulking up, but also using it the right way. Yeah. One of um, the funniest moments that I ever had recording with Pete back when we were doing locked on Lakers. And it's funny that Ingram keeps coming up here, but um, it was, you watch Ingram and between his like first and second, and certainly between his second and third year, you saw him taking off from further out to get, yeah. you know, two challenge guys at the rim. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the concepts that, that Pete and I always talked about back then with Ingram was like, trust your body. And then he mm. took it a step further and got all creepy. He was like, explore your body. And I was like, Pete, <laughs> you can't tell young guys to do that on, on public platforms. Um, and, and, and yet I think that's kind of what we're seeing or what we saw this year with Max, where he was really kind of testing those limits. He was seeing mm. like, you know, think of like every superhero movie where 
you know, they, they, they jump and you know, as high as they possibly can. They throw something as hard as they possibly can for the first time. Like, whoa, yeah, I can do this now, you know? And, and it was funny when he actually did throw down that dunk that looked like eerily similar to the, to the dunk that Kobe had in, mm-hmm. in the same arena. Um, you see him kind of get up and, and you could just kind of like, just quickly kind of see the glimmer in his eye. Like, Whoa, <laughs> I can do this now. Um, like that, that notion of, of exploring and, and testing those limits is, is one of my favorite things to watch with, with, with Christy. Did you notice that same trend this, this year? Yeah, it's like a light switch went on, right? Like it, it he figured things out. I, I think again, I think it's when you when you you're kind of not used to embracing contact or initiating contact or getting hit. I think the moment you do and you can realize you can get back up or you can actually finish that dunk, it kind of just opens everything up. Like you have the confidence yeah. that you've done it before. You know you can do it. So yeah, and I, I'm just excited to see how that translates against NBA talent. Because I don't think, like you said, it's not linear. I don't think it's just going to go, he's going to have 49, 55, 96 shooting splits in the NBA. Yeah, this year. Not. But um, I think he has enough tools. And, and again, it goes back to that work ethic. I think he'll work hard enough to make sure he earns a spot. I think it's just a matter of how much trust the coaching staff have in him right away. And again, I, th- I think a lot of it depends on training camp, preseason, how good he looks, how bad a guy like Reddish may look. Um, it all factors in. Yeah, I, I think uh, something that's really going to help him here is that he has young coaches. Like I, mm-hmm. I'd be a little nervous if like Frank was still his coach because you know Frank is going to trust his guys and stuff like that. And not, mm-hmm. like if if, if Schroeder was still on the team, right? Then obviously Darwin would hit, still have his guys. But um, in this case, with with it being a Polinka draftee and uh Darwin being in his second year as Max enters his second year and the entire coaching staff being relatively young too right yeah. um and also like Phil Handy one of the one of the kind of trends over the over the course of you know his time with the Lakers is with the amount of success that he and the rest of the development team have had he's assuming a little bit more power and a little bit more say in 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 some of these conversations and he has seen Max put that time in. So I, I, I do think Max is, if he, if he puts the time in, he continues to do that and he shows um, that he's ready for those moments. I, I, I do really think he'll get a legit shot. You mentioned the defense. Uh, what do you think he could, he can be on that side of the ball? Yeah. Like as a rookie, like he was solid, right? Like I remember again, yeah. summer league, that was the thing that stood out most his first summer league. It wasn't the scoring. It wasn't anything. I, it was like his passing and it was just like his defense right away. I'm like, this guy can defend. He uh, closes out very well. I remember that was a thing. He uses his length very well to close space. Um, he competes. Even when he, he was on the thinner end as a rookie, he still really competed every night. He knows where to be. Like he's just, he has yeah. a good awareness to him. And I think adding the exercise should only help shore up some of the weaknesses he had on that end. Because like, if you're asking him to guard, Kawhi like it's just gonna be unfair like because guys could just yeah. muscle through him so as he gets older as he fills out a bit more I think he's gonna be a guy that Ham will trust and if there's one way to like earn the respect or, or minutes from a coaching staff especially a guy like Darwin Ham it's to show to show that you can compete hard on defense like a Dennis yeah. guy like Dennis did and stuff like that so that's probably the easiest way the quickest way for her for him to crack the rotations just to show like the defense is legit you could put me on other wings, like I can hold up my own. So, especially if the Lakers uh, switch more this year, 
which it, yeah. it might. I, I, they played a lot of drop last year. I wonder if they switch more with a guy like Hayes and AD out there. So uh, Christie might be a guy that they'll turn to just from like a switching perspective. Yeah, I I really love, like, again, it kind of, you mentioned like the practical strength. The practical length is important here. Yeah. Um, and he, he really has that understanding of like, he's like, sometimes you'll see guys with super long arms and the arms just like create more foul opportunities. Mm. Um, and, and he isn't quite that guy. He's, he has uh, done a pretty good job or a really good job, honestly, of, of um, understanding, you know, the, 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 the mental aspect of, of defending and, you know, defense, defense, defending in the NBA is legitimately one of the most underrated skills in sports. Um, you are just completely at uh, the other, the other players whim. you can't touch that player if you're playing on the perimeter. Um, if that player goes up for a shot, you essentially have to run in the opposite direction, depending on who you're guarding. And, and, you know, for him, like this was the aspect of it that made me the most excited watching him as a rookie was defensively. He never looked overwhelmed. You know, he might, if he or mentally, he might've gotten knocked off his spot by yeah. certain players because like there are just are certain players who's going to knock anybody off their spot. But it never really felt to me like he was not, equipped mentally to to deal with that aspect of the game and you know translating that to i what he average like did he average like a block in a, a game in in summer league like i don't know what he like one or two i think maybe even so yeah, yeah no yeah um so like to watch that translate the way that it did it really makes me excited and and you made a great point as it pertains to darvin and the things that he really values uh, you look at the other players at his position and the guys that he's going to be competing with minutes for the knock on Cam Reddish has been that he will just not defend sometimes. And uh, the knock on even like D'Angelo Russell is that like he will sometimes not compete on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Austin will, you know, Gabe will, but there is really a pathway on that side of the ball for Max and I, and, and this is the other part of it too. And you know, uh, I, obviously, I laugh at the the Kobe's illegitimate son jokes as much as anybody <laughs> else does. But like, you listen to him talk about competing, and that's where it's just like you saw it with Josh Hart. Josh Hart kind of comes to mind, yeah. where um, the Lakers were telling him like, "All right, man, you're good. You're in your, you know, whatever. You, you've played really well here." It was the year that he won MVP of, of the mm -hmm. summer league that one year. And he was just like, nah, I feel like bas I feel like playing basketball still. I'm gonna keep on playing if that's okay. And and the Lakers kept on trying to pull him off the court, like uh, you know, people who were with the organization still from back then will stay, like, yeah, we were begging him, hey dude, don't get hurt. We're good here. And he's like, nah, I'm gonna keep playing. And and I just I love I love that Max really relishes in the competition. And and uh that is something that you know, you combine with all of the, the physical skill set stuff, but the mental aspect of it, the, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say character stuff because I don't know the guy, but like that aspect of it, you know, just, just the, the, the idea of, I love doing this and I'm going to keep doing this until you physically drag me off of the court. Yeah. And, and you bring up a great point and it was something I didn't, hadn't even thought of. Like the guys he's competing with, like the knocks on those guys usually is like, work ethic, consistency, like uh, attention yeah. to detail. And these are the things he's like 
thrives in, right? Like at least from what we've seen so far in his short stint in the NBA and summer league and stuff like that. So that pathway is definitely there just based on his work ethic and based on his uh, competitive nature. Like you said, I think like he gave a quote recently in an interview where his main goal is just to be in the rotation, like to play as much as possible, not be an all-star, not, you know, do all these things, like just let me play. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, like I, the pathway is definitely there. I just question how long it'll take and, and, and um, what that look like, what that looks like. Is it because of an injury? Is it because he outplays someone? Is it because someone just struggles immediately? Um, I really hope in sooner than later, just because you have to see what you have with him, right? Because yeah. a guy like Reddish, right? Unless he hits, he's probably not going to be here in a few years. A guy like Prince is probably not going to be here next year. So a guy like Christie, if you really want to embrace this continuity that Ron Polika has said multiple times, like Christie should be part of that core, you know, if you yeah. hold on to it. But the only way to do that is if you play him. If you play him and he doesn't work out, you at least saw it. But to just sit him like you did, like if he only plays 40 games this year, I'll be pretty disappointed. What, and, and this is not your foray. This is this is not something that you typically like to do. But like, what's the furthest end of the spectrum that you're willing to go to as it pertains to like hopes and expectations for him? Because I legitimately think over the course of the season, he's going to play so well and his like on-off numbers are going to look so stark that like my mentions are always going to be and i gauging anything with my mentions is is in <laughs> itself like a terrible practice but but i i i can guarantee you one of those like kind of pervasive hipster takes that we're going to get over the course of the season is going to be are we sure he shouldn't be starting like are we sure like he and austin shouldn't just be the starting backcourt so i how how far to the end of the spectrum are you willing to go here where you're saying like yeah i I think he should, you know, be this big a part of the rotation or whatever. And we have to see it first, right? I mean, if he has like Caruso, I, he has to kind of fall in the foot footsteps of a Caruso, of a Reeves, where he shows that when LeBron and AD are on the floor, those plus minus numbers are just off enough off the charts where it's like, yeah, we can't ignore these anymore. Like that was yeah. the thing with Caruso. That first year, he was like a plus bazillion. Right. I think to this day, Caruso has the highest rating playing next to LeBron than any other LeBron yeah. teammate. Yeah, a yeah. Any, like <laughs> Wade, yeah. Kyrie, like it doesn't matter. Like Caruso was the multiplier. Yeah, and, and same thing happened with Reeves. Like every year just got better yeah. and the sample only grew. And then it, it grew enough to be like, okay, yeah, he has to play. But like you said with Reeves, like it took a Russell Westbrook trade to make that change yeah. happen like if that change didn't happen maybe he was off the bench the whole time maybe we don't get those playoff performances like so yeah. things have to shake out right for him and he has to kind of be at when he's out there he has to be one of those plus lineups like whenever he's on the floor it's like okay this guy's part of a positive contributing group and stuff like that so he's got to show he can shoot he's got to make his open shots like he did last year he's got to defend hard and if you do those things typically you're a plus guy, especially next to LeBron and stuff like that. So he's just got to show it over a larger sample. And like maybe by game 60, I don't know. I don't see him starting. Are, is that a realistic outcome for this year, you think? Him actually starting? No. But okay. Those I do think happening. it'll be a conversation piece. It'll be something that like, are we... Sh mm. Have you seen what he's doing? Like these numbers are really... Can we just like get a little... Like I, I, 
at the very least, I think the most reasonable Max Christie take is that we are going to be asking for larger sample sizes over the entirety of the season. I think that is like the middle point, right? Mm. Um, and, and I think from there, like as we start to get them, and this is where your point about him contractually is such an important one. Yeah. Um, the Lakers are going to be making a decision on him at the end of the year. And there is already enough buzz, like um, just walk around the arena while it, uh, the Lakers didn't even have to be playing. Um, at this stage, like you talk to anybody in the league and Christie was one of the guys that was getting the most buzz because it was like, holy shit, dude, what, the, 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 what this guy is doing compared to where he was in, when he was drafted is insane. Um, and, and then like to, to, to walk into summer league because I had high expectations for him. Right. Yeah. Um, he's a second year player in this. And that was a, a thing that you touched on uh, for silver screen and roll was like those second year players. If you don't look like you belong, or if you don't look like you are clearly playing like a, a different game than the, the rookies in that league, that's when you start to you start to wonder a little bit about that player. Right. Yeah. And then in the case of like dragon bender, when he got to like year seven and he still didn't look <laughs> like he, he, he belonged, it was just like, all right, yeah, we're, we're probably, we're probably set here. But, um, dragon benders, like the greatest waste of a name of all time. Right. Like amazing the, name, amazing name at the time. Like he, he comes along when game of Thrones is at its peak yeah. and his name is dragon bender and he can't even play in, in summer league. But anyway, um, but yeah, I think, I think for me, I don't think I, I, I don't think he'll ever start unless there's some kind of an injury yeah. and I don't think I'll ever really want him to start because that would probably mean that like D didn't pop or, um, Vincent like shooting isn't what it was in the playoffs yeah. or something like that. Great point. Um, but I do think that like, we'll get to the end of the year and we'll be trying to find ways to get him to like 20 minutes a game. That's that's kind of my my outer reach hope for him is by the end of the year you're looking for ways to get him on the court more. That'd be a win. That 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 would mean he's yeah. obviously playing he he's showing that he can play at that level and that he deserves to play more at the level. That's a big win. I think if that's yeah. where we reach at the end of the like those conversations you said like in your mentions or in the comments at Silver Screen and Roll, if you see like, hey, Christy should be starting. I think that's a good sign, right? If, if yeah, a, yeah. enough people are saying like, hey, this guy's good enough to be doing, like we, again, I've been at Silver Screen and Roll long enough to like, I remember when that happened with other guys, with yeah. uh, Caruso, with Re I've been through it. So I, I, I know when those conversations happen, usually that's a really good sign and things are panning out for that player. But like you said, hopefully that doesn't come as a result of other guys like something's going on with yeah i'm so sick of this guy let's just throw that guy out there screw sure. it yeah yeah so hopefully <laughs> it's it's a result of just him playing out of his mind or playing like really well and that'd be a win like i don't want to like i know he's in year two he's on a contract year and but he's a tw he's only 20 he's played less than what like 50 games um yeah. i don't want to over you know expedite this process because it's important for him to you know develop and stuff like that but if, if we see him out there for 50, 60 games and he's playing 15 minutes a night, I'll be happy. Yeah, same. Um, all right. Is there anything else from the piece that you would want people to take like extra notice from um, the, about Max? Or is there anything that like heading into, you know, we're probably 
a month, maybe a month and a half removed or, or before um, LeBron's like annual mm-hmm. Lakers camp or whatever. Is there is there anything that that you know either between now and then that you're hoping to hear about him or or is there anything like in in writing about this that like is there a point that maybe was left on the cutting room floor that like you 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 were really hoping to sneak in or after you finished writing you were like god damn I, I should have should have mentioned that about about Christy. So yeah, like the only thing I just wanted to, I, I, I pointed out on Twitter with a couple like clips, like his passing was also really good this summer. And that was yeah. something also that was last summer. But again, I'm not sure how the, like the ball handling, the shooting off of screens, like I'm not sure how much of that translates in his role. Like I'm not yeah. sure how much his role will confine him versus like what he's capable of. As, as a Laker, as a guy next to LeBron, you're pretty much expected to stand in the corner uh, mm-hmm. Hit open shots and defend, which he can do, but he also shows he can, you know, shoot on like off the dribble. I think he, what was? It? I think he shot like three shots off the dribble, like from three last year. Like just really small yeah. sample, and we saw like ten of those in summer league. So yeah. he can. He's shown that he's capable of doing more. I just don't know if that's going to be seen in a role this year. And I, and I already know people are going to complain like. Well, he's just standing in the corner. He's just doing this. We know he's capable more. Like we saw yeah. of Maxwell Lewis, like another young player. Like he really didn't pop because he didn't get a chance to, right? He kind of stood yeah. in the corner. He was the guy at his school. He's not going to be the, the guy at the on the Lakers. So I would just kind of temper expectations about everything we saw at summer translating to the NBA because that's not the role he's probably going to be in. And that was... I guess the reason the Lakers didn't have Reeves play in the second summer league was that, mm. you know, the role that he was going to now, eventually he spent a lot more time on the ball than I think anybody really yeah. envisioned other than like Mike Garcia, right. Mm. Who has like been adamant since they drafted Reeves. Like, no, this guy pops on the ball. Yeah. Um, and shouts to credit to Mike for, for, for that call. But like when, when Reeves started handling the ball and I remember, you know, everybody thinks of the the, the uh, playoff game, but there was a game, I believe, in Utah where, like, three possessions in a row, the Lakers run high pick and roll for Reeves, and he comes off of it and hits that mid-range, like, free-throw line jumper. Yeah. And you're like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Is this, is this something that the Lakers really need to unlock? And then eventually they trade Russell Westbrook, and that really does unlock itself for him. I don't think we'll really get that from Max this year, but, you know, one thing that... I'm really interested to see is if the shooting is real is how he attacks closeouts. And mm-hmm. if he, if he'll have that opportunity to attack closeouts, because you know, the, 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 the optimist side of the coin is that uh, teams will be slow to scout him and they'll let him shoot. And he will take advantage of that to the tune of a couple open threes, you know, every so often um, the negative side, negative side of the coin is, is, well, teams are, are are closing out hard on him, and he doesn't really know how to attack that as much. And and that was one of the things with, you know, we saw him when he was playing with uh, Hood Shafino was how, you know, they had Hood, uh, he, they had Fino on the, on the ball a little bit more, and they had Max moving off of it so that he can get those reps, which are yeah. really important. Um, and I think that was the one thing that I... I wanted to see a little bit more of because I felt like most teams were closing out short to him and he was just taking shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would like to see how he attacks closeouts more, a, a, a little bit more than we saw this in, in this one small sample size. 
Yeah, and, and the how they close out, how hard, how the type close out, that all depends on his shooting, right? If he's not shooting yeah. well, they're not going to be closing out that hard on him. So, yeah, if they're closing out hard on him, like that, that's where the pop, the passing can pop, right? That's where yeah. his, that body we talked about, those aggressive drives to the rim, all of that will come into play. That's that's why yeah. they're shooting such a swing skill, right? It just opens everything else up for his game. So it yeah, absolutely that's what does. That's um yeah, that's a great point, and I just hope that we see it. Like I don't know why I I I I remember remember Isaac Bonga in summer league that <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is a guy I'm never gonna like this is just like one of my guys but I, he popped like when he was on ball but like whenever he was off ball it's like oh he's yeah there's nothing he can't do anything out here and that, that yeah. was the biggest argument for drafting him right like he needed the ball in his hands so that yeah. that's just something I hope like Christie's not gonna fall into that camp because he can do so many other things but I I always think of Bonga when I think of young guys who need the ball and like. What else do they do utility wise? So a guy like JHS is another guy that I really hope the off ball stuff clicks. And I really yeah. hope the off ball stuff clicks with Christy so that on ball stuff can kind of complement it. But yeah, I just hope we see enough of it. Yeah. Um, before we get you out of here, uh, jury duty, how did you find it? Oh, jury duty. Um, so there's a, um, I don't know if you're familiar with a comedian, Tim Heidecker, but he has this live comedy show and then the i forget the actress's name she's the main girl on this show who kind of is going after the guy with the glasses i forget <laughs> yeah i forget i watched this about a month or two ago when it first came out but she was a comedian and she does a lot of characters and she was promoting jerry duty so i said oh, let's check it out and then it's like it's on freebie i'm like what the hell is freebie like i don't know <laughs> i've never heard of this <laughs> streaming thing so i think it's on amazon right um and i read the like premise of it and uh did you ever watch the joe schmo show so i had mentioned i tweeted out i have never seen anything oh, like this this is a okay. super unique experience that i've never had and somebody said you have to find this joe schmo show yeah so joe schmo uh joe schmo show was exactly this but it was a fake reality it was like was it like a batch no it was like a almost like a survivor bachelor type reality show where obviously one guy is fake but everyone else is real and there's yeah. eliminations every week and it's just following <laughs> this guy to the very end. But so this basically this, but like in an office style, you know, camera yeah. documentary style footage. So I loved it. Like I just gave it a try. Like, let's see it like whatever. But I, I really dug it. And it's cool to see some people like getting Emmy nominations from it and stuff like that. But <laughs> it was like, it was great. It was like funny. It was like touching like that finale was like, incredible i haven't i haven't finished the show yet i'm I'm gonna finish it tonight i'm finishing it tonight like it's the kind of show that um as i'm walking into my office to do this Mm. jen's like hey don't take too long i want to finish (laughs) the show tonight (laughs) um it is it is just like it's such a like i i so i tweeted about it and my dad saw my tweet and he was like what's the show and 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 i tried to like describe the premise to him and he's like so what's the <laughs> what um and it's just like you just have to watch you you just have to like you have to dive in and, and watch it and um the one thing that i i uh, that i i don't think they could have ever planned for happening the way that it did and the show wouldn't be anywhere near as good as it was or as it is is the the main guy that the guy who thinks Jesus. it's like actually reality being his game to do anything as he is. He's just like this total sweetheart. <laughs> I need to take this guy out for tricks. This guy is such a freaking superstar. The nicest he's just like, <laughs> it was unbelievable. I, I don't think 
not that I don't think I, the show would not be as good as it no. as it was if not for that guy. If he was just like, you know, every other pranked show, right, or in punked yeah. or whatever, you they at some point it kind of dawns on them that like this is not normal, like something is up, right? And it became like a whole joke when I was in high school where something stupid would be happening and you'd be like, all right, where's Ashton, you know? And, and, and like at no point does it dawn on this guy that like, yeah, Ashton Kutcher might jump out with a trucker hat and tell him, Oh, he got you. Like yeah. he, just, he just dives into every situation and just, he's yeah, naive so good. just enough to make it work. Right. And like you said, yeah. he's so warm and like all these characters are just like insane, but he doesn't care. Like this is yeah. like, he said he's looking forward to it. Like they're his little family. And that's, yeah. that's why it kind of sucks towards the end. Like, it's over. And I, I really hope there's not a season two or they try to replicate this. Because I don't think you can replicate him. And without no. him, I don't think it works. So they they landed, like, a jackpot here with him. And it's he makes so it good. work. I need, to know, I need to know the process that went into finding him. Mm-hmm. Like, did they did they set this up, like, a number of times? And, like, you know, You'll did get, they... They'll get into it in the finale. Okay. Yeah, they'll get right, right, right. behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, Alex, thank you very much for, for uh, hopping on here and talking about my large adult son, uh, Max Christie. Um, if you uh, haven't checked it out already, his piece is on Silver Screen and Roll, talking about how uh, he feels like Max is kind of ready to take that leap uh, based off of what we saw in Summer League. Um, like I said earlier, really miss working with you, dude. I still, I, everything I said at the beginning of the show, 100% stand behind super thoughtful content that you create. I look forward to every new piece when you, when you put it together. Um, you are legitimately like one of one people at the site that I read everything that comes out. So, so that's that, you know, that's, that's how I feel about you. Thanks man. It means a lot. It means a lot coming from you and, and likewise, I miss working with you and thanks for having me on. Like I, I watch these all the time. So it's, it's really cool to be on. All right, man. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll look for more of your stuff. We'll uh, I, I'll uh, make sure to at you every time somebody wonders if if Max should maybe be starting, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you then. Awesome. Thank you.